Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. This is Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to your High Priest of Conchu. I am one half of them, Ray, and uh, joined with me, of course, is the other High Priest, Connor. Connor, hi, how are you going? Hello, I am doing mighty fine this Sunday night. Lovely, lovely. We have got a cracker of an episode coming up tonight, and uh, it's so big... In fact, we've actually had to call in the cavalry, and we also have with us uh, one of our favourite loonies. It's um, it's Josh Geronimo Johnson. Josh, how are you? How's it going, guys? It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, long-time loony listeners will know that that Josh has been on um, a few times on the show. He's actually he's hosted an episode as well. Um, a massive, uh, how shall I say? I guess. The Round Robin arc, I guess that's fair to say, Josh, that you're a big fan of that? Uh, it's my favorite arc of all time. Uh, yeah, Ooh, nice. <laughs> spot on. And uh, so with that as well, because um, Josh actually had done a, how shall we call it, a prelude to Round Robin, uh, he did a review of the upcoming issues. And tonight we're actually looking at, um, it's a trade arc review, but we're going to be kind of looking at uh, at Midnight, a bit of a spotlight on Midnight and his first arc in Moon Knight uh, comics, and um, that being the the bunch of comics in um, Mark Spector Moon Knight. So uh, yeah, so guys, I, I take it we've all we've all done our homework. I've been reading them. Nice big. What is it like? Ten issues we had to cover yeah there's there's quite a lot uh, oh there's probably yeah 10 to 12 something like that and and connor this was your first foray into midnight yep. yeah and mark and mark specter as well yeah yep first uh time reading mark specter moon knight the biggest uh yeah biggest you know was it black spot in my history never read it <laughs> and, and it certainly has a um it certainly has a particular place in Moon Knight history, I guess. Josh, um, how would you, like, your preferences with all the Moon Knight runs, where would you place Mark Spector Moon Knight? Oh. Mm. I mean, I guess you'd say it's very grounded. It's not, mm-hmm. there's no, like, I guess there was a an editing note that there is no, like, don't talk about the multiple personalities mm. or the, <laughs> yeah. the conscious stuff for the most part. So it's very grounded. It's, it's a very standard street level stuff. So it's yeah, we actually, very different from what we know him as. Mm, I mean, it's also fair to say, I guess, because it is so grounded and it just concentrates really in the title, Mark Spector, Moon Knight. Uh, we are privy to a lot of action, which is which is always a lot of fun. Um, so that's good. Um, but anyway, loonies, we'll get into our kind of review of. Uh, what I call, I guess, the introduction and the first death of Midnight, because as we mentioned last episode, uh, Midnight does come back. He does come back in uh, Josh's favorite arc, uh, Round Robin, the sidekick's revenge. Uh, that was featured in the Amazing Spider-Man issues, which, Connor, you will have to read as well. It is a must It is a lot Definitely. of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he crops up again, like he, he dies, and then he crops up again in the Houston run. Um, I believe that's volume five, 
you know, volumes are very differently named depending on where you look at the source. But um, he arrives again in, in a much darker role in uh, in Houston's run. So, uh, yeah, uh, three bites of the cherry there for Midnight, and we'll be looking at the first one. Um, but before all of that, I guess, guys, it's good to have you here. Uh, it's good to have you here, Josh. Uh, we had a, a bit of a quick chat before going on air and um, a bit of a roundtable. Um, how about Connor? Uh, what's been happening lately, and what's what, what have you been reading? Oh, actually, it's been kind of a kind of took a small break from comics this week. I've been spending time catching up, been uh, catching up everything that isn't comics. A mm-hmm. lot of TV this week. Some of the best shows of last year, which well, and this year, Killing Eve, uh, oh. uh, Sex Education, Russian Doll, smashing out some of those. Did check out some comic TV shows, Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. the first episode of Doom Patrol, dropped this week. Oh. Both of them are fantastic. Really? So that's pretty damn good. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, Umbrella Academy, I forgot about that. Uh, It's been getting some really good reviews. Josh, have you been watching that, or have you been catching up on any TV? I haven't really been watching too much TV, to be honest. I've I've actually been watching a lot of hockey and playing a lot of Skyrim, so I haven't really had time to play it, to watch any TV, really. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, so, uh, um, you know, we are a global uh, podcast. What, how's, how's the hockey going? <laughs> no, next to nothing, but um, who, who do you follow? Uh, oh, my, well, my favorite team is the Philadelphia Flyers since I'm pretty close to Philly. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is like, I was actually really big into it in like the early 2000s, and then as I got older, I sort of fell out of it. But then about this time last year, I watched the game, I'm like, I forgot how good this is. So this <laughs> this season I've been following it, and uh, it's been pretty fun. They had a rough start to the season, but they they went on a good winning streak, and they won yesterday, and they played a day. So. Lovely, lovely. So I'm definitely enjoying it. <laughs> is it as rough as, um, you know, being Aussies? Uh, kind of, I'm not sure. I, can't, uh, I can only speak for myself um, unless you follow hockey as well, but... Uh, is it kind of as you see in the movies? Is it really kind of really niggling and and um, you know elbows to the face and uh, slamming up against the? Uh, this is ice hockey, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, is it is it like that? Is it violent? Uh, it's not as violent anymore because they they tried to do change some stuff for safety reasons. Uh huh. But it, I mean, it still has your big hits sometimes and and the fighting, but. Not as much anymore. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, because you want to kind of, I guess, concentrate on the sport itself rather than the, uh, you know, who gets back at who. But, you know, I guess we're, yeah. Oh, well, just by saying I can tell you don't watch hockey because a lot of people watch hockey just for the violence. Oh, really? Because it does get pretty, yeah. (laughs) Anytime, like, you just hope for a fight to break out. It's Because when it does, it's awesome. And we actually have... (laughs) In uh, in Reading, where I live, we actually do have a minor league team. Okay. Uh, so they're sort of like yeah, so like a lower tier team. But so we've gone to a couple games over the past couple of years, and nice. It's it, it's insane. And then yeah, when a fight does break out, it's it gets crazy. The crowd gets so insane. It's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, the closest I can think of, kind of, for us is the the state of origin. Um, over in Australia, we have the rugby league, which is, I guess, you can call you can call footy, 
uh, and it's so funny. It has built a reputation uh, that, again, similar to you, Josh, they've stopped it now because you know they're trying to curb violence and the way it's shown in front of like you know kids. But the state of origin was uh, state versus state. It was Queensland versus New South Wales. It still is. And uh, anyway, there was always a bit of hype as to will they, won't they, will they fight? And um, generally every year, at least once, the whole team, like just a free-for-all, <laughs> they, they get oh, into nice. a fight. But almost to the point where you kind of expect it and you wonder, are they, are they doing this just for the sake of it? Um, but they've stopped it now, so apparently you're, you're not allowed to throw punches uh, you know, so you get fined and, and penalised and all that. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny how that's a bit of a spectacle. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we do love our violence. I guess we're, we're reading Moon Knight. Um, but you're, you're playing Skyrim as well. So is that, um, is that, I'm not really a gamer. Connor, do you know much of it as well? Uh, yeah, I know a, a bit about Skyrim. I haven't played much of it. I played, uh, was it Morrowind and Oblivion and then, Kind of never came around to Skyrim, but right. you know, plenty of people love it. Plenty of people put thousands of hours into it. How many right. have you put in, hey Josh? Uh, well, I got the game about like two years ago, and then I sort of played it off and on because I'm like, this. It's one of those games where like I'll play it for like an hour, and then you check the clock, it's like, oh, I've been playing for six hours. Yeah, wow. So <laughs> it, it takes a lot of time, and then in like January, I think I popped it in and then I've just been playing it just ever since. It's it's sucking my dragon soul out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it must be enjoyable. I mean, like if one hour turns into six, then uh, that can't be a bad thing. Uh, Reading-wise, Josh, any uh, any any highlights for you? Um, let's see. I'm reading quite a bit, actually. Before oh. reading some of this, I was just catching up on some 90s New Warriors and Night Thrasher. Oh yeah, lovely. So, yeah. so again, your favorite Mark Bagley, I take it. Uh, oh yeah, on uh, on the New Warriors, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was fantastic there, and uh, Fabian Nicieza, I think, was a writer. He was a great writer. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for, I, I really, I really enjoy his writing. All well, he actually write, he writes. Uh, he wrote New Wars and the Night Thrasher ongoing series. So, oh, read that... a lot of his work. Yeah, that that didn't last long though, did it? The Night Thrash series? I can't remember it um that much in the 90s, but oh, uh, uh, I guess any any flavor of the month kind of gets there. And I I don't mean that in any disrespect to Night Thrasher, any Night Thrasher <laughs> fans out there. <laughs> but uh you know, when someone does kind of, you know, reach a popularity, uh, uh you know, um a level of popularity, uh, they tend to get there. Their uh, mini series, limited series, at least. Uh, look, I've been checking out. Um, I don't know, Josh, if you've heard. I know you have Connor uh, TKO presents. It's a new. Oh, yep. Yeah. Have you heard of that, Josh? No, I have not. Oh, it's it's a new, a brand new publisher. Um, so they've only just started. They've got big uh, scalps in one of the opening series. Is uh, was by Garth Ennis, um, called Sarah or Sarah. Uh, about a Russian soldier. Um, Jeff Lemire is going to be doing one. He's coming up. Um, he's going to be uh, doing a series with Gabriel Walter, who comic fans will know uh, drew The Vision with Tom King. Um, so that, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I read all, all the first issues are actually free on their website. So, Josh, if you're, if you're curious, um, you can check out. They've released four series uh, and issue ones for each of them have gone. I I really like a 
couple of them actually. Uh, one uh, I'd note as Seven Deadly Sins. It's kind of like a, a western, um, but it's uh, you know a violent, <laughs> like a, a violent western. Uh, really good art there. Uh, and the second one, written by the same guy, I can't remember the gentleman's name, um, but anyway, it is called, just thinking my head, oh, the, the Fearsome Dr. Fang, and it's kind of based in the 1900s, and it's, uh, uh it's, it's kind of on that precipice of, of where, like, the supervillain has this technology, you know, nowadays seems pretty ordinary, but back then it seemed kind of unreal, uh, and anyway, it, it's quite it's quite fun. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend TKO Presents. Um, they're really really good, and they've got some some good talent coming up. So, just been reading that. Um, I I'm starting a bit more Punisher, the Punisher Epic Collection, Capital Punishment, uh, Abnet and Lanning. Nice. Yeah, really cool. Um, so, Eurohit is a seven part um, arc with the Punisher going to Europe. Uh, which is really funny. I remember reading it when, uh, back in the 90s and it was uh, a little boring, I thought. But Doug Braithwaite on art and Abnett Lanning, mm. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, so again, um, Braithwaite, uh, some fans will know that he is, he's done some very good stuff in Valiant comics. Um, so, yeah, a lot of cross-pollination there. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, okay, so Connor, you've um, not read that much, but I guess with all our issues for tonight, that was a bit of a... A return to form for you? Oh yeah, I burnt through all those just tonight. Actually, just before we recorded, so <laughs> a bit slack between investor, but I got more. Yeah, it's quite a trip. It is quite a trip. Um, and just to let the loonies know as well, before we get into it, uh, we will um, be just concentrating purely on the Jeff Wild, aka Midnight, portions of the issues. Um, there are big arcs in there, like the Trial of Mark Spector and the lead-up to Round Robin, which um, Josh has actually covered already in one of our past episodes. Um, but we'll, we'll be focusing on, yeah, just the development of Midnight. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to get your thoughts, Connor, on, on yeah, the prelude to, to Round Robin. So that's when he meets up with the Secret Empire. But we'll get all, all into that a bit later. Uh, we have a bit of news... Um, you know, a bit of, a bit of, uh, you know, kind of scraping the bottom, <laughs> but there's actually a couple of good ones. Connor, I want you to lead off on, um, the big one that you actually dropped on the Facebook group, um, about the Moon Knight figure. Yes. Yeah, so the, uh, New York, uh, toy fair, I think it's just called that is happening right now. Uh, every single big pop culture thing that drops toys is dropping new releases, and all that other good shit. Mm-hmm. I've been mostly following uh, Transformers shit. So this actually came uh, from a tip from uh, Albert. Uh, no idea if he listens, but if he does, cheers, Albert. But Mezco Toys, uh, they're a big publisher. They do a lot of great stuff. Um, a lot of big Marvel releases as well. They've done great uh, Netflix Daredevil figures and stuff like that. But they're dropping a 1 to 12 figure of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's come from Mezco, uh, Mezco Toys sometimes this year. It's a gorgeous, incredibly well-detailed... Um, uh, complete white uh, mark in a suit, attachable helmet, a uh, whole bunch of different accessories from yeah. moon staff to crescents to like, nunchucks are in there too. Uh, judging from the price of the other Mezco toy figures, this isn't on the website, it's just in the catalogue. Mm-hmm. These figures range from about 80 to 90 US, so just keep an eye on the Mezco wow. toys, uh, M-E-Z-C-O-T-O-Y-Z.com. 
when that comes off a pre-order. Or we'll keep you updated. One of the two. 80 to 90 US. Man. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a a lot. I'll have to save the pennies for that one. Uh, Has anyone got any Mezco toys at the moment, Josh or Connor? (laughs) I've never heard of them until... Two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, Connor, Connor. Yeah, I mean, you you are a lot more affiliated or, or knowledgeable with uh, figures. Uh, do you, have you heard of them? Or oh yeah, uh, like I said, they um they've got a lot of. I mean, I've never bought one. That's like oh, okay. way too much for me. Yeah. I'm not like there's only one figure set of figures I buy, and that is the Transformers. But yeah, these are you know they're um. You know, there are the Sideshow figures, which are the big ones, which are like 300 bucks. but these are kind of the next best thing for incredibly well-detailed, incredibly good quality. Wow. So, you know, they're, they're pretty well-regarded in the industry, so it's yeah. pretty crazy to get these guys on board. Cool. Yeah, well, keep a lookout, uh, loonies. We'll be sure to, uh, um, ourselves and, and the other loonies, I know they'll be keeping a keen eye. Uh, we have eyes in the sky, men, men on the street. Tommy, we've got Power of Chow. Everyone's kind of keeping eye, and we'll, we'll let you know um, when that hits, and uh, yeah, when it becomes available. So uh, just keep a close eye on our social media platforms. Uh, speaking of Tommy, Tommy Cavill, one of our um, yes. favorite loonies, he dropped the a, man of the street. Man of the streets. He he's in his brown trench coat and he's wandering around, hands in pocket, collar up. You know, just... Well, I sent him a tea bag. I think <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, fedora hat. He's uh, he's um, going around. He's looking for stuff, and he actually dropped something. Now this was a bit confusing because uh, I was speaking to Josh uh, a bit earlier about this. Um, apparently, released sometime next year, twenty twenty, there'll be a uh, a Moon Knight statue, uh, the same one by John Paul something or other, um, that which was released last year. Connor, like, have you seen the link? It's exactly the same. It's it's Moon Knight on a like a podium with that flowing. Oh tank. yeah, that's um that's kind of the point. So when these initially dropped, was it last year or the year before? Uh, last year, I think it was last year. Yeah, well, the thing about last year was that it was um only about a thousand pieces. So when you unlike most toys, where when you buy something, it just gets restocked, so you can buy it year long. Once that initial run of um a thousand goes you know there's no more yes and you know there usually wouldn't be so what this is is basically a restock there's now another three thousand pieces three thousand statues people can buy if they missed out the first time. oh awesome and then it'll go off the market again and probably never be able to be bought again so that's kind of the uh, incentive of its return right i mean so i understand maybe in marketing um terms but wouldn't that kind of piss off the people that you know they got the uh, <laughs> 1000 limited edition statues like it becomes slightly less i get i don't know valuable i don't know if people collect it to, yeah, to invest screw in them. yeah Given, okay. they've got their happy little statues think of all those poor people without them now they got a chance exactly they got them well exactly well i'm a gorgeous figure i'm guessing this is probably just from demand that you know it's such a yeah beloved figure that getting back in on the action oh it looks absolutely fantastic and i'm one of those poor boobs that missed out the first time <laughs> so uh, i'm keen to keen to um grab this one um i actually i put an order in big bad toys um it's a store uh josh have you heard of that it's an american chain or american uh, online store <clears throat> no i haven't heard of it no. yeah sorry i'm oh, sorry josh I'm, I'm assuming a lot um do you <laughs> collect do you collect figures as well or uh no not really just oh, okay 
I, I do have some Pop Funkos, but yep. other than that, uh, I, the only statue I have is, it's not even mine, I got it for my fiance, but it's a, a Daredevil Netflix-style statue. Oh, nice. So, so that's really the only one that we have. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm new to the game as well. Connor, um, Connor is a lot more knowledgeable than myself. Um, I'm starting to get into the game. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, Connor, actually, you've actually mentioned the New York Toy Fair Man, have you seen the other Marvel Legends come out as well? Oh, yeah. So, um, There's like a whole new run of X-Men as well. Yeah. So, Josh, um, these Marvel Legends figures are, are really, really fun, um, and they're really good detail, really good figures, basically. And I think they've just released Nightcrawler. Um, well, Ooh. they've announced it. it looks, he looks bloody awesome. Um, they've also released, I think, um, to do with... Far From Home, the Spider-Man uh, movie coming out this year. Uh, there's an awesome one of uh, Hydro-Man. He looks really, really good there. Plus, you know, the billionth one of Spider-Man. <laughs> Again, I think <laughs> Spider-Man gets so many of them. But they look really good. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, New York Toy Fair. Uh, it's a big thing for a lot of uh, comic book and, and figure collectors. Um, so, yeah, we'll just kind of, I guess, tip our hat to, to that. That occurred this weekend. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, so that was, okay, so that's the news on the Moon Knight figures. Uh, there's just some small things here before we get into the meat of our episode. I know you're just, uh, you're just chomping at the bits there, Josh. Yeah, you're like a racehorse in the gates. I know, you're ready to go, okay? Just just hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> Geronimo, we'll get there. Uh, so, so just quickly, um... Oh, look, I just picked these. This is low-hanging fruit. Uh, the Gifted Showrunner, um, the Gifted TV show about mutants. Uh, Matt Nix, he weighs in the possibility of a season three. Uh, there's an article there. We'll put it in the show notes. Again, there's an offhand comment that Moon Knight, uh, it would be good to have a Moon Knight show, you know, um, that's stating the obvious for all of the loonies there. Uh, so that was in the news this week. Also, the Infinity Warps. There was a, a review uh, and a recent release of the trade paperback of all the Infinity Warps um, uh, limited series. So we did cover the Arachnite uh, two-parter, but you get all the other ones bundled into a trade. Um, either of you, Connor, are you interested in getting this, or what's your take? I actually own all of these from its uh, first run of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm glad it's its own universe, maybe one day revisiting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy I've, I got the Arachnite um, issues... Uh, not really. I could maybe maybe get the digital trade of this. I guess. Um, how about yourself, Josh? A, a fan of Arachnite? Yeah, I, I really liked the Arachnite store. I didn't read any of the other ones. Uh, I I, I might actually buy this trade because I'm really interested in the Iron Hammer one and that Ghost Panther. Look, looks pretty cool too. Yeah, there are some good ones there. Um, for sure. So worth worth um checking out. Um, I, I'd say. Uh, I really enjoyed the Iron Hammer one. Um, I didn't get the Soldier Supreme, but I've heard that was good as well. So, uh, so plenty there. And uh, and finally, there was another article: five confirmed Marvel shows coming to Hulu, and five rumored. So you can guess where the Moon Knight one was. <laughs> it was in the it was in the rumored one, uh, and five confirmed shows. Um, that was just talking. on look. Uh, that was talking on about the animated series. I'm assuming the Offenders, which came, uh, which was released. Have you heard much about this, Josh? Yeah, I, I did. So I guess they're doing a couple animated series that are, I guess, what like one Tower of the Duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, uh, one is Modok. 
for some reason. I know, that's weird. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Yeah. Like, thank God it's animated, because I, yes. I, I don't think a single, I don't think anyone besides any comic book fan will go see something live action. Like no. That. I don't even think I would. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just too weird to look at live action, I guess. Um, what else were there? there were a couple of other good ones. Um, uh, Dazzler and oh, Tigra. Tigra, uh, Tigra, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. I'm keen to see um, Tomato, Tomato. Connor, how do you, do you say Tigra, Tigra? What's going on? I don't know. You don't know? I don't, and, I don't know. Uh, and uh, who else was there? Who else was there? It's like some ninja guy. No, it's pretty monkey. cool. It's um, it's oh oh, uh, hit, 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 hit monkey was it? Did you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Hit monkey. Um, yeah. So it's um, it's being built as like a uh, you know, it's a comedic sort of comedic sometimes violence, all sort of different genres. But it's it's uh, in the same way as Defenders. These are four different series that come together as the offenders yeah, so yeah <laughs> pretty tongue-in-cheek good fun i'm looking forward to them yeah it looks like a bit of fun i'll be keen I, i've seen some visuals uh some graphics of you know the characters already and it looks pretty decent so yeah keen to give it a go um but yeah as for the five rumored look i'm not even going to open this article i know moon knight's probably one miss marvel's another one these are the two big ones i think um and anyway all rumor mill so we'll all have to just wait <laughs> I'm actually looking at the article right now, and one of them actually is the new Warriors. Oh, is it? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I remember seeing. Oh, that must have been almost two years ago now that they were going to do one for. Uh, was it Freeform? Like with yes. Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, might have been that some weird channel like that, and they did have a cast in like film uh, filmed, but I guess they're just looking to dish it out somewhere i don't know so maybe oh, that's they'll right. go hulu it had um derek thaler as uh i know is that new warriors yeah that is isn't it he was he was mr immortal though but he's not in the new warriors anyway it had a really weird lineup because it had, had a, like, yeah like that's squirrel Nithra- girl yeah 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 squirrel girl was like the leader which is weird considering night thrasher is also there and he's usually the leader yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's... yeah. This was a um, that New Warriors was based off a was a run in two thousand and four, I think. Scotty Young was writing at the time. Oh wow, okay, right. That I guess. was on with Squirrel Girl and all that. Yeah, because they did change a bit from the uh, the original New Warriors, which you know had the likes of Marvel Boy or you know Vance um, Namorita. She was in there. Um, yeah, it changed a bit. Speedball, obviously, he is a he is a cool character. Um, but yeah, okay. So, uh, New Warriors. Um, there was another. I don't know. I'm, I'm just quickly looking. He rumored Luke Cage. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's already he's already in it. Uh, he's already had a series. So anyway, you can look at it at your leisure, loony listeners. We'll put the. Um, the article on show notes, but of course, yeah, Moon Knight is featured there as a rumor. Anyway, enough of this chat. We are here for one sole purpose, and that is to look at the introduction and first death of Midnight. So we're just going to take a quick break, uh, and uh, we're going to settle ourselves in, and uh, we'll be right back with our review. 
Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Welcome back, everyone. We are here for the midnighting of midnight, approximately here, like two out, two and a bit hours from midnight. We're here to cover uh, a series of issues that really are the first appearances and the first little, what Ray likes to call, arc of Jeff Wilde as midnight, mm-hmm. Moon Knight sidekick before he uh, sort of bites the half bites the bucket and becomes a villain. So we're covering Mark Spector Moon Knight issue issues four, five, six, seven, eight, eleven. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. <laughs> a whole series of different arcs that around them is uh, Jeff Wilde dotting about, and we're going to be talking about him and all the things he got up to and whether, you know, was he a good lad? Was he a bad lad? Who knows? Yeah, it's uh, a very disparate uh, amount of stories here that, that we're covering. Uh, a lot of them here. So Looney's, uh, yeah, if, if you have the issues or if you're just going to soak it all in, uh, let, let's get cracking. Uh, Josh, I'm going to throw it to you first. First of all, I guess, um, we just got here. Just any thoughts? What are your, what are your overall thoughts on Midnight as a character? Like we've seen the Midnight Man, Anton Mogart, the, his father. Um, how do you, how did you receive, um, you know, Midnight when he came on the scene? Are we, we're talking about Jeff, right? <laughs> Yeah, Jeff. Sorry, not Midnight okay. Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Wilde. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I I like him as a character mm-hmm. overall. I like how he's he's sort of like a he sort of reminds me of Jason Todd mm-hmm. of a certain uh, bleep man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I sort of like that how he's sort of like arrogant and overconfident, but still kind of playful too. But then it's is kind of cool to see him basically get over being a superhero and sort of becoming a super villain. Mm. Well, more like just a pet, more just like a, like a minor like thief. And then he becomes a super villain because of circumstances. So yeah, yes. he does go through a big change, which I do kind of, I do kind of like how they sort of build them up. You kind of like them and then he turncoats and then you, you kind of hate, you're supposed to hate him, but I still like him when he's a villain too. Oh yeah, I mean, truth be told, I think I think his his later iterations I, I really did enjoy, um, but you know we'll get that get to that down the track. Connor as well. Uh, this is your first introduction to uh, you know an early portion of Mark Spector Moon Knight, uh, the series, uh, and I guess this early version of Midnight Jeff Wall. How did you how did you view this guy? Was he uh, was he good? Successful? Um, plain? No. Yeah, pretty plain to me. He's kind of just uh, syndrome from the Incredibles with daddy issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that's a bit mean. Um, I think it's possibly... I think it was... Uh, it's a good arc. I like the way, you know, he's kind of set up and he eventually comes into what I'm pretty excited to read uh, with his character around Robin. Yep. But I just felt like... If his character, instead of being like a small side story between like fucking fifteen issues, <laughs> and was just condensed into like a, you know 
a four six issue arc where they really told his story, yep. really showed how Moon Knight treated him. It would have been more interesting to me. This little dotting around of his character and the fact that he's kind of just a plain blonde haired eighteen year old dickhead, <laughs> and then he kind of became evil. I don't know. It just it just wasn't for me. Yeah, no, I I totally see where you're coming from as well. I mean, um, I don't know. Did anyone get the sense that? Maybe uh, Chuck Dixon and the writers, they didn't know really how to handle Midnight. Maybe that was the case. I mean, because I totally agree. I think a a tight, uh, you know, six issues dedicated to him or something like that would would really set him up well. Uh, He's kind of sprinkled throughout all these issues. Um, I don't know. What what do you reckon, Josh? Do you reckon there was a big plan for him from the start? Or do you think this was kind of organic and and just developing as it kind of went along for Midnight? Yeah, I'm not quite sure, really. I mean, hmm. like, if you look at how long, because figure if he's introduced in issue four, and he yeah. sort of becomes, he goes back to his roots by, what, issue 15, yeah. that's pretty much a year's worth. So I'm thinking maybe that, yeah. maybe he was introduced to be a psychic, and maybe, like, fan reaction was sort of like, oh, we don't really yeah. like him or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or, that, that's, or, yeah. Sorry, that's a good point. I mean, that could be it. They could have been testing the waters and the reaction could have been less than favorable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, or or maybe they did just want to have him around for you just to see because when we'll kind of get to it, he's not really good at being a hero. No. And he gets taken out pretty quickly, so maybe it's just like, well, we'll have this guy who he wants to do good, but he's not good at it. So yeah. he's just going to go back to what he normally does and then other stuff happens and it pushes them further over the edge. Yeah. I mean, even the the superheroes, even Moon Knight and Marlene and Frenchie, even they constantly tell him to just get get lost, you, you know. There, there's this sense um, over the over the issues that they just, they don't want him there. Like, you know, this is the big... When, when Moon Knight bumps into the Punisher uh, and, and all of them kind of... It's always just midnight going, oh, God, this is a bit bigger than I thought. You know, this isn't as fun as I thought it would be. Oh, and he seems totally out of his depth. Um, yeah, I think maybe, yeah, I think you're right, Josh. I think maybe fan reaction um, has something to do with it. I, I never saw him as, as a like a Jason Todd uh, thing. Um, actually, and that sounds actually more appealing because I, I saw him more very as a very plain character. Like, he was a thief. Uh, he was someone in a black suit, a pretty cool-looking suit, right? Uh, even with the cape, but there was just—he was just like a normal person. Like there was nothing there. And I know Moon Knight is similar, but his history about being resurrected and Conchu and his mercenary background and his gadgets—that's all—that all makes him cool. Um, Jeff Wilde is just a just an eighteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-old um, who wants to uh, prove himself. Uh, and yeah, I, I found him a little plain. I've, I much enjoy him uh, more in, in in Round Robin and in the Houston Run, where he he, he really does take a turn. So yeah, this first um, introduction, Connor, I, I kind of uh, felt the same with you about him. Um, the only tie, as well. I mean, the only nifty thing of him being tied to Midnight Man, I guess, uh, which is has a bit of kudos because you know that was in the Mensch Run. What he? Yeah. Uh, sorry, i got to deal with the cat. Oh, yep, no worries. Doing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I basically just agreed with you, Connor. I was saying, yeah, yeah, so uh, 
I think he is a, a bit plain, and um, I think the riders were a little unsure as to really what to do with him. Uh, that might explain why he kind of disappears and comes back a couple of times. Um, although, having said that, at the end uh, of, of issue 21... Uh, he is kind of left, we're, we're left with a bit of a carrot there and there seems to be definite plans for him uh, within the Sacred Empire, um, which turned, you know, eventually to Round Robin, which um, which Josh uh, knows back to front and uh, which, yep. kind of you need to read. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do. See, yeah, I think that's a problem. Like, um, he... He kind of seemed set up to be interesting, and there was this kind of something, you know, this foil of, like, this dumb kid and Mark's very stoic, although I guess kind of more outgoing personality in this run. You know, that's a nice dynamic they could have worked with. And then suddenly, he's just back to his old ways that just didn't feel like a, you know, it was a proper through line. Yeah. It was just suddenly, you know, he's suddenly a sidekick, and then Mark goes overseas, and he's a, he's a bloody villain again. Yeah, and he takes it a step further, and he starts dressing up as Moon Knight, um, which is uh, an interesting spin as well, I think. Um, masquerading as Moon Knight, he bumps into some other characters like Spider-Man, who first mistake him for Moon Knight, but he's obviously hasn't got the right voice, uh, a bit of a slighter build. Um, yeah, and he... Uh, it's really weird. He, his mentality, I think, is really weird. He He has the shits with Moon Knight, so he wants to, first of all, he wants to prove to Moon Knight that he's, um, and make amends for his dad's evil doings, right? And use his, his dad's skills for something good, like becoming a hero. Then he gets the shits with Moon Knight, and he wants to return to a life of crime, but he wants to dress up as Moon Knight. I, I guess to tarnish his name. I guess that's a thing, isn't it? I mean, it's just a bit of a... It's a bit of a bum steer, I don't know. Um, did you get that sense, Josh? Was it a bit... Did it make sense? Now that you guys are pointing it out, yeah, now it, now I can definitely see it. I mean, I guess I could yeah. say... I could see him not wanting to be a hero anymore because cause I, think he, I think he even says word for word. It's like, yeah. wh- why would I go out every night and get punched in the face when I can just go back and do what, I, do what I'm good at, make yeah. money and not get punched in the face? But then I'm thinking... Well, you can just do, not do both too. You can just <laughs> exactly. you, you can get a jo- you can get a job or something. You get a, you know? Yeah, be a normal <laughs> Joe, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I guess he builds a lot of resentment, and maybe that's because of Moon Knight just palming off all the t- palming him off all the time, and maybe he just gets the the shits with with Moon Knight and says, "Okay, stuff you. I'm going to dress up as you, dress up as you, and I'm going to cause havoc." But he still tries to do good. Like he 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 bumps into the Sacred Empire. Uh, as Moon Knight, uh, but I guess that was just happy stance, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like he was looking to um, to to do some swashbuckling. But anyway, so let's um, let's kind of go. We've we've kind of split it up. So um, so issues four and five, we first see Jeff Wild, and he's an out and out. Well, from the the first look of it, he's a, he's a villain. He's stealing stuff. Um, he's playing a cat and mouse game with Moon Knight. Um, what did what did you guys kind of what did you think of like taking purely this instance, you know, without reading ahead? Um, were you what did you think of this introduction to Moon Knight? Uh, Midnight, sorry, was he was it thrilling? Uh, you know, it was kind of. Um, I was going to say 
it, it was kind of fun. I liked um I like how much it played back on the original uh, midnight appearance. Yep. Like the whole big gala, uh, uh, you know, big sort of fundraising sort of thing to draw them out. Mm-hmm. But even that kind of ended uh, anticlimactically and wasn't a great two issues in and of itself. So it was like, you know, w- w- the, being the first story, I was like, eh, would I even continue with this? You know, this isn't great. So yeah, not yeah, not on the the right foot for me personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yourself, Josh, what did you think of the introduction of, of Midnight? Um, one of his trademarks, obviously, is smashing the clock at midnight. So, again, a little nod to the Midnight Man. Um, I guess we're led to believe this is Anton Mogart to begin with. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. They were trying to, and like Connor said, they, they did take a lot of mm-hmm. notes from the from that first issue. And even where I think they even say, like, I think in that one where it kind of shows... Uh, Midnight Man doing like robberies over a couple of nights. They sort of kind of established that Jeff has done that in this one too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but I, I did like the introduction, and yeah, they have the whole the whole fundraiser thing, and then the high speed chase. You know, I think was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's kind of weird because then Jeff says that, "Well, I was doing those breakers to get your attention. Yes. You know who he is. Just go to his mansion." yeah that's true it's quite elaborate isn't it um at first i thought you know why he like he's being so brazen like you know um um going to that function you know um gate crashing that function but obviously his intentions were to catch the eye of moon knight and to draw moon knight out so that to me kind of made sense and that was that was good but yeah i mean he could have easily gone about it in in many other ways um and uh, yeah, so yeah, so I mean, there's a bit of fun here. He he, um, he gets away from Moon Knight. We see like um, even Black Cat, which is pretty cool, in uh, in issue four, and then and then more in issue five. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, at the end of it, we we see why he wants to grab the attention of Moon Knight, and it's basically his intent to be to become Moon Knight's sidekick. So this. I guess was a very interesting experiment from the writers or the people at Marvel because, you know, we've mentioned before how Mark Spector Moon Knight was basically Marvel's intention to try and emulate a, a certain darker knight in a, in another company, uh, and so we get literally, as you as we've mentioned off air, um, and as well, Josh, uh, a Jason Todd esque character. Uh, so, yeah, this is quite interesting. What did you think of, I mean, Connor, having not read this at all before, I mean, I guess you you probably knew that he would be a sidekick, I mean, but were you, were you surprised at this turn of events at the end of five at all, or, or uh, how did you, how did you take this? Yeah, I think it would have been, um, a lot more interesting, uh, going into it not knowing, but yeah, it was kind of like, I knew this was the sidekick, I knew what was going on. Mm. yeah. Because I'd imagine it would be quite a bit of a, ooh, because like Moon Knight's never had a sidekick, really. I mean, he, mm. he's had Marlene helping him. And he's had, oh, he has Frenchie, of course. Um, there's a little funny bit in here. Did you guys read it as well, where Moon Knight says something like, oh, I've never had a sidekick or something, and Frenchie goes, ahem, ahem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Frenchie. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a bold move. Um, uh, Josh, I guess the same applies in hindsight. I mean, you, you obviously knew that he'd be a sidekick. But um, writing-wise, how did you how did you take this? Was this a 
a good thing. I think it was a good thing for Midnight. I mean, it made him a bit more interesting, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you sort of, and they sort of even established some of his backstory because, like, if you just read, like, if you just read, like, the round, like, my first introduction is the round robin. You just, you know, he's a psycho, but you don't really kind of know, yeah. like, what went on between them. Mm-hmm. And and this like and uh, like they even do he does talk about his origin a little bit I think was it last episode I think you said you were wondering why his dad is Anton Mogart and his, yeah his name is Wild they do say I guess yes they do yeah I guess his parents like they hooked up but they never they, they never get married or anything yeah that's right so yeah. that's why yeah so as well addressed I guess by um by Chuck Dixon who I believe wrote it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, interesting, interesting. Um, and then so we have this, uh, I guess, new reveal of Midnight as a psychic now, and he's not he's not meant to be all that bad. You know, he's he's been stealing stuff. Uh, he's been learning his skills. Uh, his, his dad, we find, Anton Mogart, uh, has died off, off screen, so to speak, but not before teaching Jeff all his skills as a, a cat burglar. Um, and... Midnight uses these skills to to meet Moon Knight and gain the opportunity to become his sidekick. So then we look at the next chapter would be Midnight basically as the sidekick um, in issues 6 to 8 and then in 11 he pops up. Um, So here we have um, Midnight kind of consolidating the fact that he's a sidekick and we see him in the field, so to speak, with Moon Knight. Um, So... Josh, I guess um, because you actually pointed out that he does appear in six and seven, which I totally missed. Uh, I was rely- I was you know working off the wiki page, um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts here as uh, Midnight is um, fighting alongside Moon Knight? Well, actually, now I think about it, uh, in in issue five, Moon Knight's never really like, oh yeah, you can be my sidekick because. No. In issue six, um, Moon Knight is teaming up with Brother Voodoo to take on some zombie-like people, and there's a, a zombie has like a bomb strapped to him. And he's in like this penthouse, and Jeff just crashes in, and mm. he could have ruined the whole situation. So he's not even really he's not even out with Moon Knight at this point. He just happens upon him because he's following him in his cool '90s yeah. car, and then he <laughs> and he decides to to swing in and just join in the action. And then he sort of just kind of just tags along from there. He's sort of like that friend that, like, that <laughs> that your friend knows, but you're not friends with that person, and they just hang out with you guys at once, and then they never go away. That's yeah, pretty much yeah. what he's like. <laughs> yeah, he's very persistent, isn't he? Like, he yeah, really wants to... And, and he seems quite eager to to be the sidekick, and, and we'll get... Obviously, as we mentioned later on, he kind of turns. Um, so he has that, I guess, that youthful exuberance. Uh, and, and at this moment, well, uh, during um, during the early, six and seven, I guess he, he's getting into it, and, and he's in, you know, he, he's enjoying it. He, he tends to not enjoy it uh, a bit later on with uh, the run-ins with the Punisher when there's a lot of... He actually has a lot of fear of firearms. Did you know he said a couple of times, you know, don't don't shoot, don't shoot, stop shooting. Like, he, he's really out of his depth when it comes to, you know, situations that he can actually die in. Um, so, yeah, he starts to lose, I guess, 
you can see him starting to lose a bit of interest in those uh, in issues, I guess eight and eleven, uh, more notably with the um, that is with the uh, the that's the acts of vengeance. Um, so he 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 meets up with uh, the Punisher, um, and then issue eleven, uh, one of Moon Knight's dodgy rogues, Arsenal. Uh, it's kind of like a retelling of Arsenal. Arsenal was in, in the earlier volumes, but he's kind of uh, retconned here a little. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, I'm just kind of flicking through here, 11. Uh, yeah, he um, he has trouble. <laughs> has trouble uh, dealing with Arsenal. Um, Moon Knight says, you know, just just go. Go away, this is too dangerous for you. <laughs> Uh, Arsenal's like shooting everything. Uh, he, Midnight's going, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. He's really flustered by the whole thing. Um, and what, hang on, what happens here? Um, he ends up... He ends up He ends up captured, but then they... He does, yes. They set him free. Because, because Arsenal, he's not really... He's not really a... He's an antagonist, but he's not really a villain. He's sort of just... Because um, cause I sort of paged through the issues 12 through 14 after the mm-hmm. fall of this... And Arsenal is basically, he's sort of recruiting Mark basically to go back after Bushman. So, yeah, right. So he's not really, so they capture him, but then they just say, well, actually, they don't even say it in this one. They say it in the first couple of pages of the next issue. Oh, we let him go. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so again, he's really, <laughs> even they, even the, <laughs> even the antagonists, uh, don't have much time for for midnight there, so um, it was good to kind of see him in the field. I mean, like he is for for a cat burglar, he seems to he seems to be you know pretty okay with uh, with kicking and disarming people. Uh, his kind of cape gets in the way a little, so he's a little awkward in the field. Uh, and and as you mentioned, he does get captured at the end, so uh, doesn't really help Moon Knight in this instance. Um, I do think, I do think, I think he's sort of like an, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, it's kind of a representation because when you think about it, I'm sure we've all had at some point in our life been like, how awesome would it be to be like a superhero? Mm, You know, and this kid in, you know, Jeff, he, he has sort of the same things. You know, I have these skills, I'm going to be a superhero. And you think it's all going to be like these big epic, you know, things, these big epic fights and heroic moments. And then when you go into it, it's just people just pointing guns in your face and get, yes. you get punched and kicked constantly and captured. And just like, actually, this isn't fun at all. This is dangerous yeah. and I could die. So yeah. it's sort of like a kick of reality to him. And I yeah. think, honestly, I think if any of us would try that, we – Real life, he would have the same reaction. So oh, I yeah. think I, 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 that's what I think. I think it's sort of like a sort of a representation of how we kind of all have that desire to be a superhero, mm-hmm. but yeah. we would hate it if we actually were. <laughs> Which is pretty cool because it's not like I've seen anything else ever tackle something like this before. It's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is a good uh, a good thing to kind of. Uh, highlight and uh, and yeah you're right Josh you just reminded me as well not only with the guns and stuff but uh, you get a sense of it when um, 
Moon Knight is surveilling some of the the uh, criminals and just getting bored, like because he's like, oh, all this waiting around. Let's do something. Let's do something, you know. And that kind of just really reiterates the fact that um, no, the reality is that there's a lot of waiting. You know, there's a lot of scoping out, a lot of intel before actually um, punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it is an interesting thing that they play about. And I guess it is a, a quite an interesting thing that, that Jeff Wilde brings to, to the Moon Knight series. Um, so after that, and he has a couple of forays in the field, and it's, it's shown, obviously, that he is a little bit out of his depth, uh, we then cut to appearances, brief appearances of him, uh, in one of the one of the um, I guess classic arcs, the trial of Mark Spector, Moon Knight, which is a four parter. Um, so this ranged from issues fifteen to eighteen. Uh, and as mentioned, look, we're not going to get into the trial, which um, uh, which Connor, I I, uh, I travelled over to Bosco Verde uh, whilst you were doing an Isle of Ra, I believe, with uh, Dustin mm, Cold yes. Case. So I was over there just checking out the jungle. Um, and anyway. Amongst these four issues, there's a bit more on Jeff uh, in between, just to cut up the story. And uh, we basically, the big, um, you know, the thing that we take back from it is that Jeff decides that the superheroing is no longer what he likes to do. And he makes a, a decision that he will be returning to crime. So this is all, all told in, you know, just a few couple of pages here and there um, each time. Uh, yeah, what did, uh, Connor, did you, what did you make of these, uh, these very brief appearances? Yeah, well, this is sort of where the problem for me sort of comes in, you know. So, like, um, like I wasn't super big on the character already, but I was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, because um, I, um, so, like, sort of an aside, like, the trial of Mark Spector was the first issue I've read of Mark Spector. Was like, oh, this is actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it improved. So I was expecting, alongside that, that something more would happen with Midnight. But I guess you know maybe that's what Josh was talking about this time, where the word from editorial came, it's kind of get rid of Midnight, and it's just like all these hopes for something more to come were just dashed, and all of a sudden there's a villain again. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. I just didn't care for him much anymore. Like, yeah. I think, and maybe even he will be a more interesting villain than he was a, um, a sidekick. So I'm keen to read round, um, round Robin. I did like um, his appearance in the Houston run, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's just kind of let, you know, it definitely just left me thinking that was pointless. So. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, look, the only the point of interest here for me was uh, the reveal. It was in fifteen as well. He's on the phone. Uh, and the reveal he's in he's in Moon Knight's costume, so he knows Mark is uh, overseas, and uh, we see there that he's he's going to get up to some antics in Moon Knight's costume, Moon Knight's identity. Uh, Josh, what did you what did you make of this uh, other little subplot here with Jeff? Uh, I mean, again, it, I I do like it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I I do find it funny how um, I did find one little thing how so we see in. Uh, in issue 15, yeah, we have that reveal that he's, because he's just talking to Mark on the phone, and he's like, oh, I'm going to still be working nights, and we see he's wearing a yeah. costume. Yeah. And then, I think it's issue, or issue 16 or 17, I mm-hmm. think, he's driving his car, and I'm trying to find it. But anyways, he's driving yeah. the car, and he opens up, like, in the passenger seat, there's, like, a costume shop box, 
Oh yes, that's and it right. has yeah. and it has yeah. uh, it has a Moon Knight costume in it. So yeah. I'm assuming he he had a Moon Knight costume tailor made, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, find, you'd hope it. I find, you'd, I find pretty sorry? funny. <laughs> yeah, I just find that really funny. <laughs> well, you'd hope you'd hope it's not just a costume shop buy because you know. Uh, you know, costume shops are great, but they're they're not exactly a duplicate of the real thing, are they? So uh, you hope it's not like you know one of those fifteen buck costumes <laughs> replicas of Moon Knight because he looked pretty dodgy. But yeah, you'd have to have it tailor made. Uh, yeah, I like those little things like that. It's um, obviously the writer just couldn't care less <laughs> about uh, you know those sorts of details. It's like, yeah, yeah, where did he get it? Oh, okay, yeah, he, he obviously got it tailor made or he got it from a costume shop. So. Uh, and, and Jeff's decidedly looking a lot more uh, evil, in uh, at least in in this issue sixteen. That that page, Josh, that you're talking about, where he takes out the the costume from the box, he's reading the paper, um, uh, and he's is enjoying the fact that Mark might be paying for you know his bad old days, um, and he's hoping that maybe Mark will be out permanently out of the picture. Um, so yeah, it's he, a bit of a bit of an evil turn there. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, I'm just going to flick to maybe well, then eighteen. Ne- and then next he goes to the he he. That's when he stumbles upon the secret empire by accident. Yes. Yeah. Well. Okay. So yeah, during issues nineteen to twenty-one, which um, I believe Josh you have uh, covered, we'll put that in the show notes as well. The episode which Josh hosts. With his friend, I do remember your friend's name was... Uh, uh, Chris. Chris, ah, uh, yes. And uh, I got it mixed up with Tommy's, I think it was Matt. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and so here, uh, this will be interesting to get your take, Connor, actually, as well. So um, so Midnight is, is prouncing around as, as Moon Knight, and he stumbles across the Secret Empire. What are your thoughts on the Secret Empire uh, and Midnight? I guess just doing, doing the deed as Moon Knight. Yeah, um, like I said, it was uh, it was actually a nice twist, uh, more than I was expecting. And then when I saw them show up, I was like, oh yeah, this is where he, you know, dies or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty good to have uh, guests in there as well, though. Uh, I thought that was, um, you know, we're talking the we're right in the middle here, like in the nineties and the thick of it. So I love that cover to what is it, issue nineteen, where they use the um, the font of Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine does not appear in this comic. <laughs> Uh, uh, but his name alone, because Wolverine was hot property back in the nineties. He, oh. yeah, he, Ghost Rider, The Punisher, uh, yeah, Spider Man as well. They were all big, big characters back then. They still are, but they just were so popular then. Um, obviously, no surprises to to bring in some cameos of Punisher and, and Spider Man. Um, the Punisher we've seen has done well with Moon Knight before. He was in the Acts of Vengeance um, in the earlier issues of Mark Spector. Uh, but yeah, we um we see Jeff here. Well, he he kind of meets a bit of a, a grisly end, doesn't he? Um, uh, is is it is it a um an act of of, sh- of chivalry or was it stupidity? Um, Josh, what do you reckon? That fatal uh, blast. Um, so it was pretty much. So what it was was uh, well the whole situation happened because well, I guess the kids in the. In issues 18 and 19, uh, Jeff as Moon Knight, he stumbled upon a meeting of the mm-hmm. Secret Empire. So they had, they're like, okay, well, well, he's on to us. We got to take care of him. 
So when Jeff is out there, they basically ambush him. Yep. Ambush Jeff when and he's with Spider Man. And so this whole battle's going through and then but at this point Mark has returned from that that country it was in. He's like, Oh well uh Oh, because he knows that Jeff is up to something because he he Jeff steals a Moon Knight costume. So I guess he had one tailor made and then he took oh, the real that's one. Right. Yes. Because he, cause he has all the equipment too. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's right. So he knows that Jeff is up to something, so he goes out look and looks for him, and then he happens upon the battle. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Moon Knight he jumps onto the ship with the like commanding Secret Empire officer, so he's gonna shoot him with that dagger, and then Jeff is like, No, no, I'm the one you want. It was me that happened upon you, let him go. And mm. then uh I forget what the number I think number three or seven, mm-hmm. the Secret Empire leader. Then he blasted with that dagger. So it was more, it was, it was more of a leave him alone. Like I cause a situation. Like have like let him go. You can have me. And then, so it was honorable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I thought it was really kind of blurred in the fact that it was almost a bit of an mm. a bit of an ego thing as well. Like no, 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 no. Look, I was the one that did. You know. Um, but you know uh, that is admirable of of midnight, and we do see later on the resentment grow um, that uh, so Jeff has a resentment towards Moon Knight because I guess of this abandonment. Um, he he is killed and, and well seemingly kill, killed. Um, the Punisher, Spider Man, Moon Knight all think that he died. Um, but he obviously he didn't. We see at the very end um, he's kind of bruised and battered and burnt, and uh, he's slowly on the mend, but um, in the hands of the Secret Empire. Uh, but yeah, obviously Midnight gets a bit um, get peeved at Moon Knight for for leaving him. Um, but if you do look at it, uh, this it was his own actions that got him into that, as as you mentioned, Josh. So um, you know, I, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of his own fault, really. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I think that's just his. I think his sort of resentment of Moon Knight is like. I think this kind of brings it all out then, because he's yeah. sort of annoyed by him. But then it's like because, well, uh, Moon Knight, Spider Man, Punisher—they don't actually know if he's dead or not. So that's why. That, so that's sort of why they're kind of they're battering their way through like Secret Empire facilities to get information on him. Mm. They're not quite sure, but. Uh, but Jeff, like, since he's captured by the Secret Empire, he doesn't know that. So he just assumes that Mark left him for dead, and that's why he's all pissed off at him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, look, one of the things I really did like from this was actually seeing Moon Knight, although it was Jeff in the costume. Um, I loved seeing him totally in awe, basically, of Spider-Man, um, because Spider-Man's, like, <laughs> not much older than Jeff, but he um, and, and he calls it out, but he's such a seasoned superhero right he knows what to do he's kind of relaxed he's quipping uh and you have poor jeff just hanging on for dear life while spider-man's slinging around um yeah i I thought that was a a pretty good visual to have um uh, although you know as you say we know it's not the real moon knight and then when we do see the real moon knight i don't know it's funny i don't know if you got the same thing but he um I think he's, he must be drawn slightly bigger, but he he did have a presence. Like he seemed a lot more assured when Mark Spector came to uh, to try and save the day. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. No, um, a- any other um, any other points here for that you'd like to raise on um, uh, on this, Connor? Any um, any questions that you might have about round robin coming up, or, or you know, I guess I guess you can just wait until. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard um, a bit of what you guys covered on it, and I'm definitely keen to check it out. I think mm-hmm. he definitely will make for a more interesting villain than a sidekick. But I think Paul, especially uh, Josh, with his great, uh, you know, love and I think uh, understanding of this era of Mooney mm. definitely covered the uh, the short stint that is Midnight the Sidekick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I... Josh, any uh, any other final thoughts on the art or uh, on on um, on the the final issues? I really do like the art, actually. I'm just looking at it now. Looks really nice. Who who is it? It's um. Sal Valuto is the pencil. Oh, Sal Valuto, of course. Oh, he's awesome. He uh, had Tom Palmer inks. So Sal Valuto goes on to do um, the Christopher Priest Black Panther run. Um, fantastic, really beautiful art. And Tom Palmer, actually, around this time, he inks also the Avengers, which is what I'm recognising. He's got a very distinct kind of inking style. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, the Punisher is very 90s. He's got a, he's got a headband. <laughs> uh, I'm not, not a fan of that. Um, yeah, sorry, anything else there, Josh? Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, I do find it funny how, uh, so we see in the issues we've read, we do see Moon Knight take on or tag along with Punisher on two different occasions. I do like how in the first, in the first one, in the acts of vengeance, they work together pretty well. And then in the, and then in the 19 through 21, it, over the course of two issues, they fight each other like three or four times. Like, I, <laughs> I know, just find that funny. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because the early on, as you said, during the Acts of Vengeance, the Punisher has like a, a mutual respect for, for Moon Knight. Uh, he he kind of knows Moon Knight's um, MO and, and he, can, he can tell he's got some military training, which he does. Uh, and he has this respect for him. Uh, yeah, and we see in the later issues, as I say, Josh, as well as further on down the track, I mean, I know there's a, I think it's a Punisher annual. It's that one with a, the pink cover with him and Moon Knight. Um, they just constantly fight. Uh, the sort of Blood Brothers, which is later on down the track. It's um, uh, the return of Randall Spectre. Um, but we get a Punisher again. So actually, the Punisher and Moon Knight, they do team up quite a lot. Uh, it's... Um, that's good to see. I wish them. Um, I wish there's, there'd be more of it, actually. Yeah, I think they're. I think they do make a good team, and they mm. both have. They both have that like that, that military background and stuff too. So yeah. they, they do kind of have a lot in common. It, they do. So, they do. So I, um, I, sorry. I was just say so. So I do like when they when they do team up, even though yeah. half the time they just punch each other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and definitely in in the Houston run as well, uh, there's a, a small cameo there from the Punisher, but Mark is totally a different beast, isn't he, in the Houston run uh, with a lot of all those mind issues. And obviously anything not Mark Spector Moon Knight, um, there are a whole a whole different can of worms. Um, so, so anyway, uh, to wrap up, I guess, of Mo- Midnight, uh, I wanted to throw a few questions to you guys. Um, so... 
I'll ask you first, Connor, because I know. So generally, my my impression is that you weren't. I guess weren't too. You were a bit meh on the whole midnight in this in this kind of definitely. Yeah. Um. What were the strengths then of him? Well, what made what made him interesting? You know, um, during this run, or what what appealed to you at least? Uh, I think that's the problem. There was just there just wasn't a lot to Midnight's character, mm-hmm. but I think, and so I think the real strength was just intrinsically the idea of Moon Knight having a sidekick. You know, mm. at first you wouldn't really think any of it, but there's kind of a fun um, push and pull of Mark's uh, loner style and his very you know gruff demeanor. You know that kind of step down from the Punisher, some, you know, they even try to push in these first few issues of Mark Spector Moon Knight before they change that with Round Robin. I think that's something very interesting that plays off, but yeah, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of it for them. Yeah, yeah. But... Big on old Midnighty. Yeah, he's, um, I have to say, I do kind of share your, your thoughts a little there. Uh, Josh, how about yourself? Um, what what kind of was the main takeaway for you for, for Midnight? Like, what was his most shining moment or point? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think I think the main thing I like him is the main reason I like him. I think is because of that thing I said, where it's sort of like the allegory for real life. It's like mm-hmm, he's, mm-hmm. he sort yeah, he's, yeah. he sort of can be like an ident- identifiable character for readers. Like again, yeah. like like we we can be the ones in that situation, wanting to be a superhero, we get thrust into that situation and then not really like it. So I I, I sort of kind of like like that whole. Thing. I think that's the thing that kind of appeals to me. It's a very, he's, he's a very kind of realistic, well, sort of, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's sort of like the thing I yeah. really like about him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably, I think that's probably a, a, one of the main points um, for me. Uh, the only other thing I can think of is that if you compare him to his dad, the Midnight Man, um, who I thought had a lot of potential, but. Um, I don't know, Mensch only featured him in a couple of issues. Uh, I think we get to see, I guess at least we get to see a bit more of Midnight, you know, slash Midnight Man in action. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I guess them just trying, the writers, I mean, just trying different things um, for for Midnight. And him actually, as a character... um, making it available for them to try stuff out, like to become a sidekick and to have a... I won't say bullseye, but you know, have have someone dressed up as 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 Moon Knight, just as Bullseye had dressed up as Daredevil in in, in an arc as well. Um, I thought that was interesting. If anything, yeah, the big takeaway is that um, we do get the next two chapters of Midnight, that being in the Round Robin and that being in the Houston Run. So I guess it was a it was an average introduction for for Midnight into Moon Knight canon. Um, also, I know both of you. Do you, um, do you see like any merit in having Midnight shown again? Um, you know, without getting into too much details. Look, he dies. He comes back. He dies. He comes back. He dies. Um, <laughs> so he can easily come back. But um, would you would you be happy to see him in in a future run, um, Josh? Um, I don't know because I didn't really like him in the Houston run at all. Ah, maybe okay. it's because I'm only used to like this version of the character and to see him like, yeah. I I didn't even understand like his whole motivation or what he's, I mean, it's been a while since I've read it, but yeah. I remember 
I do remember reading and being like, I don't really like, like, this doesn't even seem like the same character. I mean, I mean it was like 15 years, like, difference yeah. between. But, yeah, I was just like, I don't really like it. So, honestly, I, I'd i be fine if we didn't really see him again because yeah. it's it probably won't live up to how I see him as he is in, in this era. Yeah, true, true. Like, keep it, keep it, um... You know, keep what you have, I guess. And and Connor as well. Not much love for the character. Couldn't care less if he comes back. Yeah, well, I think, you know, you've kind of... um, Kind of done everything with him, really. You know, he... Sidekick, villain, and now he's even died and come back, you know. Mm. Unless... I don't know, he's going to come back as a good guy, maybe. Okay, yep. That'd be about it. But that would really require the right writer to not be like, this is a gimmick that'll be gone in six months. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think this is one, one part of Moon Knight's history that, uh, you know, they tried in the 90s, they got something good with in Round Robin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should just stay there. Yeah, look, I think, um, like, he progressively, like, uh, during this run, we see him introduced during Round Robin. It's probably, maybe arguably, the best chapter of Jeff's um, run in Moon Knight. And then you have him in Houston where he's absolutely just batshit crazy. I can't see where he would, like, he would go. I think he's, they painted his personality into a corner where he's just just maniacal. Um, like, I think to answer your question, Josh, as well, his motives uh, in the Houston run, I think the main motive was obviously just his hatred for Mark and, um, and a tendency towards violence. I mean, when you get that bit where he's torturing Mark and he's actually digging in and kind of touching his, his spine. It's very gross stuff, you know? Uh, and he's, he's using that as a torture technique for Mark. And there's a cool fight scene in the gym where I just remember, I, I think it's midnight or I think it's moon night. They, they use um, dumbbells. He's like, he, he just throws dumbbells <laughs> at, at, at him. Um, so, yeah, I can't see where else Midnight would go unless, yeah, kind of, as you say, unless he, for some reason, turns into a good person. Or, uh, But in any fact, we know that he's going to be some sort of cyborg. I mean, he's gone down that route. There's no other way for him to come back. I mean, you know, once you get that stuff done, you know, you can't go back to full-on human, right? Unless you snap of a fingers by Thanos and he's, he's back to whatever he was. So, yeah, um, tend to agree. I think Moon Knight... Sidekicks, it was an interesting proposition. I think Frenchie is more than able um, to be that. And and the beauty with Frenchie is that uh, he, he was a sidekick, but there, then there's this dynamic with him now where there's this hatred you see through Houston. There's a lot more in their relationship, um, which makes him a lot more interesting as well, rather than just a mere sidekick. So I'd like to see Frenchie come back into the fold, but uh, in a weird way, I'm enjoying their kind of... their. Um, them butting heads with each other because, uh, you know, it just makes for good drama. So, yeah, so there you go, Loonies. Um, that was uh, just our discussion um, on the first appearance of of Jeff Wilde Midnight, uh, a.k.a. Um, uh, and his first death, sorry. So, uh, yeah, so all those issues, um, we'll put, again put them in the show notes. You can have a look at your... Uh, you can just peruse them at, at your leisure and... Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts uh, on on Midnight. Uh, we didn't get much feedback on on uh, on Midnight, so to speak. So, um, 
yeah, be interested, loonies, just to shoot shoot us a, a message off on our many ways to contact us. Um, but anyway, look, we're just going to go to a quick break. We have a cu- we do have some listener feedback, um, but it's more general. Uh, so yeah, we'll be right back uh, with those uh, messages. Hi, this is Chris, and this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on. Welcome back, loonies. We, uh, you are on Into the Night. You're listening on Into the Night, a Moon Night podcast. So it's getting late here, guys. The brain is slowing down, um, and uh, we have just um, we've just discussed the first arc of Midnight. Uh, I guess the general impression. Um, there's a bit of fondness for him, but uh, there's a bit of uh, mediocrity, I guess, would be fair to say. None of us are too willing to see him come back, um, but we're happy with what has happened with him thus far. Um, look, we're going on to our Mooney missives now. As mentioned before the break, we have just a, a bit of listener feedback. I've forgotten. Uh, this had come uh, a few weeks ago, and I wanted to give a shout-out. So there are three um, letters here, guys. Um, two from the same guy and, and one from another. So how about we um, we take one each, yeah? All right. Huh? All righty. Uh, Connor, how about you kick us off with the first? Uh, this came through an email. An email. Someone using the email for, for good use. Uh, from James on the 20th of January. He says, greetings from Chicago. I want to drop a line and let the IHK crew know how much I enjoy what you all are doing here. I'm a long-time Moon Knight fan since the late 80s. Not bad. Yeah. And your podcast, which I discovered courtesy of none other than Moon Knight Court. Yes. Shout out. Is precisely what... Sorry. Shout out to Dave Watkins uh, for Moon Knight Core. Great, great group there. And uh, he says, and uh, trust what Control also said, I've recently begun listening to ITK and do so for two episodes per day during my long-ass commute to and from work. It definitely makes it a better one. I'd say that my favourite segments of the program are the reviews of past volumes of Moon Knight. My personal favourites are those that are mentioned in Kevich, my favourite artist, and the Ellis Shelby runs. I love it all. Any discussion regarding Mooney from any era is a great one. Keep up the astounding work, guys, and stay weird. Fantastic. Thank you so much. James. Yeah. We definitely will stay weird, I think. Oh, yeah, I yeah we for can sure. stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were weird. Are we weird, guys? Oh, it doesn't matter. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I definitely think we're weird, for the record. <laughs> um, how about Josh? How about you take the next one from James? All right. So uh, on February 8th, he emailed again. He said, greetings, high priest. Not sure if this has been mentioned on ITK yet or not, but there's a small backup feature issue in... Issue 8 in Marvel uh, Fanfare. Um, yep. So, okay. Uh, 1983 featuring several panels by none other than Bill Sienkiewicz and a one-page appearance of Moon Knight. Just a little spotlight on the man behind the knight and his personal favorite Marvel characters. Dazzler, Doctor Strange, Hulk, Thor, and I believe Shauna? The She-Devil? <laughs> I never <Yeah>. heard of that. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. 
It's a fun issue with the main story focusing on Doctor Strange with art by legendary Carmine Infantino, as well as Gil Kane doing a Jungle Book mini feature. Yeah. Uh, P. Craig Russell's inks. Oh, crap. Oh, sorry, I accidentally scrolled by accident. Where am I at here? That's all right. <laughs> uh, let's see. P. Craig Russell's inks on both are tops, and he supplies gorgeous art for the back cover as well. Thought I'd offer this one up for Conchu and see what he thinks. Take care, guys. Yeah, wow. Thanks, James, as well. So um, we're going to have to check that out uh, just for the pin-up. So Marvel Fanfare number 8, so released 1983. James lets us know. Uh, yeah, so there's some pin-ups there by the maestro himself. Fantastic. We're going to have to um, might, might try and post them up in a group or something just to, to show everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good, great. So thanks uh, for that. Um, Thanks for that advice, James, as well. And uh, yeah, jo- we love you. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> uh, and uh, Shana, the She Devil. So, Josh, I do believe she was kind of like um, an offsider with Kazar, so the the Lord of the Savage Land. Okay. Um, she was kind of. She's kind of like uh, there's Sheena, actually. The um, there's a there's a character not affiliated with Marvel or DC or anything. I can't remember where she's from. But Sheena, um, the Queen of the Jungle, and I think Shana is the Marvel's kind of rip-off of Sheena. Um, yeah, so there's a, interesting characters there, favourites of Sienkiewicz. Um, I, I do like Doctor Strange, Hulk, and Thor, actually. You know, obviously a big, big Defenders fan. Um, yeah, they should be interesting to see. And Gil Kane, um, so some of, again, comic book fans will know his affiliation with, um, with Superman as well as uh, Iron Fist. So um, some some big big names there. Um, finally, we also have a message from um, our messenger on Facebook, and this is from Paul Fine, and uh, and he says, I've "Been a Moon Knight fan since two thousand and eight, and an ITK fan for about a year now. You guys definitely know your stuff, and it's nice to have a community to talk to about Mark Spector related info." I enjoyed the group right up. Uh, I, I joined the group right after completing my Mark Spector Moon Knight collection, and was excited to find nice. yeah that you guys review everything. We certainly <laughs> do. Um, yeah, keep up the awesome job, and may Conchie watch over all future podcasts. Ah, oh, thank you, Paul. <laughs> I love that little little flourish there from our little signature sign off. Exactly. Yes. Um, thank you so much for for listening to to all that stuff, and we will review everything. Uh, I, I replied to Paul, um, and you probably might find this humorous. Josh, I, I told him, um, don't worry, we re- we cover everything, and we may cover things, you know, more than once as well. So. <laughs> Uh, Josh knows uh, issue five of the Warren Ellis we've actually covered a couple of times and uh, and we're covering tonight um, some issues which Josh has covered but you know they're just so fun to talk about and I'm sure we'll you know we'll do it again um, it's just different perspectives with with like Conishu here uh, and I believe the issue five um, yeah was uh, yeah again um, Connor Connor and I um, did the issue five and uh, and Josh, you and I did the um, the issue five as well on your Isla Ra. So anyway, thank you, Looney listeners. That's um, that's about it for this show. Uh, finally, I just wanted to say for next phase, uh, next phase, the phase of the moon. For people who look up into the night sky, you will notice next um, weekend will be a waning gibbous, and as is our. Um, obligation we have to do an isla ra session now i currently do have an isla ra 
um, partly recorded. Uh, we'll definitely get that kind of completed soon, but it looks like we won't be able to to make it um, for this date. So Concha will be, I guess Concha will be punishing us guys, um, but you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, so be it. So having that being uh, having that delayed, uh, we kind of got a bit of a, a freebie here. So I, I wanted to pass it around to the guys. Is any thoughts on what we could do, um, Connor? Uh, mm. I don't know any anything that you're kind of burning to to cover that we can just do. It could be anything. Mm. Like it could be video game. But anything. We could do the pinball game. Like we, we missed the, <laughs> we, we, Yeah, we missed the pinball game in the in our video game review with Rickball. It could be that. It could be movies. It could be I don't know toys. We haven't done mini mates. We haven't done yeah. Um, any anything take your fancy? No, I really, you know, who knows that Conchu would uh, strike us down with such a <laughs> such a vengeance that we'd be forced to fend for ourselves out here. I know, yeah, we're we're kind of just meek and kind of shivering in the in the cold here. <laughs> now I kind of just want to find the oddest piece of Moon Knight material and just yeah, let's do. Or actually, hang on, we could. We're going to have to figure this out later, Loonies, but we could actually take it away from Moon Knight, do something totally, totally different. Uh, mm. I don't know, Josh, any uh, any other further thoughts of what we might do? Uh, well, Connor said about finding the weird, a weird Moon Knight thing, you could always mm. do the uh, the weird Moon Knight Shang-Chi team-up book. Ooh, like it. Oh. I like it. Yeah, that was a one-off, <laughs> wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. That could be it. That could well be it. Yeah, okay. All right, for sure, we might take that on board. Um, uh, stay tuned, loonies. Uh, keep an eye out on our, um, our weekly newsletter, which comes out a few days before the episode to get you prepped. Um, right, well, a big thank you to Josh Geronimo. Thanks for parachuting in um, for this uh, for this episode. It's been a blast having you and uh, always insightful with your thoughts on Midnight. Um, yeah, um, you're welcome anytime, obviously. Uh, but yeah, yeah, big thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's no, good. Uh, yeah. yeah, couldn't have done it without you. I think you're like number one for Mark Spector Moon Knight. You've you've just got it. It's... Yeah, he shot up. Yeah, Josh, you're you're carving a niche for yourself here. Uh, Mark Spector Moon Knight, uh, Midnight, uh, Round Robin arc. Uh, you you're the go-to man. How, how did you guys find it first time together? Like you do, you know. Um, you guys have never been on the show together before. Yeah, now I just feel sad I missed all those other times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird now actually because the past times I think I had only recorded you uh, with you uh, the one time we did mm-hmm. it with Rick. But it's weird, like as like a listener, it's weird hearing both you guys talk, but then also having to <laughs> respond because usually <laughs> when I'm just listening, I'm just doing stuff at work, but I'm like, oh no, I need to, I need to talk back. It's it, it, it takes a little bit to get used to. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, again, like, uh, you know, we love having loonies on and, and Josh, you bring so much to the show. So, um, yeah, any any time. If we do the Shang-Chi one, are you a Shang-Chi fan? Are you up for it? Uh, I've never read a single thing of him, but I do have that issue. <laughs> <laughs> ah, lovely, lovely. Uh, excellent. Well, um, before we go, obviously, Connor, um, where can loonies find us? They can find us in a whole bunch of nice places. If they want to email us, mm-hmm. like we just got a lovely email from James, we're uh, at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. Our lovely little website is intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com. That's all the episodes. 
uh, newsletters, uh, links to the other great collective podcasts whose ads you've heard throughout this episode. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash itkmoonnight. We're Twitter at itkmoonnight. We've got an Instagram, a Tumblr, a YouTube. We're on all the good podcast catches, Into the Night of Moon Knight podcast, and a fantastic little group that, you know, is half the reason we do this uh, show. We love it there. It's facebook.com slash group slash itkmoonnight. Always going off. And if you love us dearly, or just, I don't know, not doing anything else, uh, <laughs> on iTunes, and if you want to leave a review, uh, you know, be true to yourself, but a five-star review is nice to help us get up in the charts. Yes. So, you know. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, true. It'll be it'll really be grateful. We would be forever grateful. Um, feedback as well on how to improve. Um, we're, we're always open to... Always take Yeah, we're, we're trying to chop and change things all the time. It's a lot of fun to do, uh, and it's a lot of fun to just talk to other Moon Knight fans. Uh, yeah, so I guess um, I think I guess that's it. Um, as we always say, <laughs> um, uh, we'll catch you next time, and may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. See you guys. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. we miss anything you're, you're you're happy oh yeah no i pretty much got it the only thing i i was trying to find a good uh, good place to sneak it in but i i wanted to point out the the, the first and in issue number four the first like the third page was the first thing of moon knight when he's the paddles him pointing and he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, like yeah threatening yeah. and <laughs> it turns out that he's in the mirror and then marlene's like oh wow you actually you probably oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying it. to figure out a good spot to sneak it in, but I, I could Well, I, we were way past that issue, and I thought you know, I remembered it. Yeah, but the <laughs> lovely introduction that is to Mark Spector Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. So corny.